30 minutes to minimum safe distance. Stop. Not so fast, y'all. You think you can just up and run away? You crazy. I like to eat people from other planets, especially y'all. I like to eat you with my little mouth, too. Oh, now y'all get back up inside me, little mouth. I wants to play, too. Get back inside. I'll get you when we's eating them. Zoop. Episode 56. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes, 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to A Half Hour Wasted. Remember, only you can stop forest fires. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. And then I looked straight at you, Brad. Yeah. And I pointed uh-huh. and I said, I have nothing. What? I don't... I have no story to come out on. Oh. But I tried to make it sound interesting. You did. Yeah. I don't know if I succeeded or not, but I tried to. Welcome to Half Hour Wasted. How are you doing, Frank? Hey, I'm doing great, Brad. How are you? I'm super. Thanks for asking. <laughs> not heard that in ages. <laughs> I set you up for that one. So what's new? Um, well, I went to the bathroom since we last saw each other. Really? I let, uh, I let Flash um, sniff me. Uh-huh. And then uh, he's really whiny today. He he is. Well, he got well, one funny thing you got to know about my dog, guys. <laughs> and that's even Flash was whinier than that is that Flash has trouble with spatial dimensions. So there can be like um, that sounds like something on Star Trek. <laughs> well, like there could be, I don't know, a sock. In Captain, front of we're him. approaching the spatial dimension. There could be a sock in front of him or, you know, a pen or a book. And he can look at it, and he can't get over it for some reason. He can't walk over it, and he can't go around it. So I have to move it out of his way. He's always been that way. For the last 10 years, I've had to move things out of his way so he could proceed. That sounds like a maybe he needs some doggy Prozac or something. <laughs> maybe. Anyway, there he is. He's sleeping now. He's sleeping like a baby. Well, we thought we'd just talk about what we're reading today, just one of these general episodes that are always kind of fun to do. Yeah, we got some. And we got some emails, emails and, some and voicemails and what do you yeah, let, let, let me kind of dive right in with what I'm reading. Yeah, I wondered what that is on the top there. Uh, you know, uh, there's a comic book store here in da- in Dallas called Zeus, Zeus. And during the summer, they have 25-cent bins. Sweet. And so they bring them out. And so I found this series by DC called Eye Candy. It was a six-issue run. Mm-hmm. Basic storyline is... Um, this boy, he's feeling very, uh, he's feeling a lot of distance from his, he's very distant since his sister died. Well, his dad, who's a computer programmer, sends him this game to beta test. And the main character happens to look like his sister. On purpose, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the character comes out of the game and the boy and his sister has some, have some adventures. Uh, this came out in 2003. Six issue run. The artwork is beautiful. The artwork is by, let me open it up, by Kalman. Help me with this last name, Brad. Kalman Andro. Andrasovsky. 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 Beautiful stuff. 
it, he did. It, he obviously didn't do the covers, did he? Because the covers no. are totally different. No. Um, but the storyline was kind of, eh, you know, nothing really unusual lame. here. Yeah, it was kind of lame. But the artwork was very pretty Boring. to look at. I was really expecting more from the storyline because it was almost like the story was, I don't know, anybody could have come up with the story. You know, oh, the video game's alive now. Oh, we're going to have fun. Oh, there's some enemies coming because the video game now has some bad guys in it. And they came out of the video game, too, and there's fighting. And stuff Makes like you wonder. It's written by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, who are, yes. are pretty decent writers. Uh-huh. It makes you wonder how they pitched this series to DC. Like, hey, this is going to make a great six-issue miniseries. Mm-hmm. You know, there is nothing extraordinary about this. Nothing. Maybe so, that was a time in DC's publishing history when they were hurting for books or something. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. So anyway, it's called Eye Candy. Six issues. I don't think it's traded. I wouldn't pick it up as a trade. But you know what? You was that a quarter it each? Cents, it was a quarter each. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. Anyway, what do you got? Well, let's see. Um, <clears throat> I recently, because of the Sinestro Corps Ugh. war, I started reading, uh, going back and rereading. Um, and picking up either in trades. Oh, I picked up all the Green Lantern Corps uh, issues in trade, mm-hmm. and I went back and I got individual issues of Green Lantern proper. But um, I recently read the Green Lantern Corps Recharge, mm-hmm. written by Jeff Johns and Dave Gibbons, and it's basically the five-issue miniseries that led into the Green Lantern Corps series. Okay. Um, that starts up with... Uh, storyline called to be a lantern it's uh, collected in trade um but it, it it deals with a lot of the folks that we saw in the sinestro core um storyline and uh it's real good i'm i haven't read that to be a lantern but the recharge with uh co-authored by jeff johns and david gibbons it was good it shows uh you know the guardians putting putting the core back together and finding uh recruits and mm-hmm. um some are are all for the idea of being a Green Lantern, and some aren't at first. Uh, but it's it's real good. I, I'm not crazy about the art. Patrick Gleason, kind of hard to look at. Mm-hmm. Kind of ink heavy in some places. Um, it was inked by two different people. I won't say their names. You can look it up if you're that interested. But um, I felt it was kind of kind of dark and heavy. Okay. Uh, the inks. Um, kind of. Uh, maybe it's because I'm getting old, but I kind of had to step back from it, you know, and look at. Like, lit like I was an old man trying to see. I couldn't see yeah. close up, so I had to pull it back and look at it. But I, I liked the story a lot. And it was cool to see, um, you know, how the core came back together. And uh, I, you know, wasn't tremendously familiar with Kilowog or Guy Gardner, but mm-hmm. I like those characters. I think they're cool. Okay. Now, I like I, you, you know, it's called Recharge. I wonder if they're going to do this whole, like, re-thing with all the Green Lanterns, because we start off with Rebirth, and now we have Recharge, and, you know, maybe they can come up with some other type of... Retreat? Retreat. You know, so, know. some type of, of other alliterations with R, uh, with the Re, but... Uh, repeat. 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 Uh, going back, thank you, that was a bit. Boy, that was some funny stuff, huh? You want to go? Yeah, let me. Uh, since I just saw it, okay. Not two days after we had Adam Murdo on talking uh-huh. about Superman, he talked about that trade paperback that he found. Yeah, I was at a half price bookstore and I found it. No way. Yeah, Superman. Whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow? How was it? Did you read it? Yeah, it's good. I'm going to put the mic down here just a second. <laughs> so, uh, so you picked it up at half price. You know, every time I go to half price, I never get any luck. Never. I found the first six issues, uh, the first six trades of Why the Last Man at 
That's right. I remember that. Into it, it's five ninety five. This, pardon me, this Superman. Whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow? Five ninety five. Looks like a reprint. Well, it is. It's a reprint of the two uh, issues of 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 well, Superman issue number four twenty three, and then Action Comics five eighty three, and those were the last two issues that were published before the John Byrne Man of Steel revamp. Right. right. Um, if I remember correctly. Let's see. What did I what did I say it was called? Yeah, Superman four twenty three. The next issue four twenty four had a new title called The Adventures of Superman. Oh. And so at that point, from that point on, it was the John Byrne revamp Superman. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was crazy. You know, I just went in there on a whim, and uh, I said, like I said, not two days later, uh-huh. and I found this because Adam mentioned that he had this, and uh, it, I like it. It was cool. I'd never read. This is probably my favorite Alan Moore thing I've ever. Uh, read mm-hmm. because I'm not a fan of Watchmen. Mm-hmm. I think it's very overrated. I know Peter's rolling over in his grave right now, or his bed. <laughs> Peter Rios. Yeah, yeah. grave. Well, I, you know what I mean. He's pulling his hair out because I said that. But um, you know, you, you know, just touching on that. Um, I I do like Watchmen. I don't love it, but the ending just leaves me kind of so. Yeah. That whole that last issue of Watchmen just kind of so, um, but the whole pirate stuff I kind of dug that that was fun. Um, anyway, but anyway, this, going back to this, this is this was cool seeing because uh, I've heard people refer to it. I always thought it happened in an annual though. Mm-hmm. The story, whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow, I always thought it was an annual. It wasn't. It was. May I thumb through it? Yeah, it was um, those two issues of uh, of the two Superman comics at the time. It's pretty good. I like Can I borrow it? it. Yeah, you please do. I bought it. Okay. I brought it in for you to read. So I was actually thinking about because uh, I want to get that uh, uh, that DC presents that trade of Alan Moore stories or yeah. so, something like that. And I this mean, is this is in it. I'd be happy to give you know. And I, I thought V for Vendetta was somewhat lackluster. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was mainly, mainly the art. I enjoyed the movie more than the story. So, mm-hmm. but I'm you know I'm not opposed to Alan Moore. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Did you, you ever know. see him on The Simpsons? Uh, <laughs> I think I saw a clip of it. Yeah. Oh, little Lulu. Um, Bart is talking to him and he goes, oh, Alan, I love how you made, uh, I, I love your, your run on Radioactive Man, which is their oh, comic yeah, book yeah. hero. And, um, it was the real Alan Moore. Right? Yeah, it was. And Alan Moore said, what, the, you mean the way I made him a drug addict and, and all this? And Bart goes, well, actually, I just like the way he fights. Pew, pew, pew. And then he gets to a conversation with some other comic book guys. Goes, Alan, you've lost the magic of comic books. And Alan kind of thinks, and he pulls out a copy of Little Lulu, and he starts to read it. And he goes, "Oh, Little Lulu, what adventures are you going to get into today?" <laughs> it's a great episode. Um, okay. Well, next I'll talk about. It's a wild storm again. The same sale I went to at Zeus. Yeah. Uh, this was a four-part. Uh, comic book or um, series called Jet. Jet is a hero in the Wild Store universe that um, she does have a history, though I don't know much about it. She's the daughter of another hero. Uh, reading this, it uh, it was almost like we're going to make her the Spider-Man for this universe because she's a college student. She's doing dual identities, you know, dealing with, with being a college student and a superhero at the same time, trying to go on dates, trying to be a normal girl. She climb on walls. Uh, well, she jumps on walls. I'm, I can't, it's been so long since I've read it, but I'm trying to remember what her superpowers is. But, you know, she's a very attractive young lady, and 
But again, the story left me kind of flat. Huh. You, you know, in the end, it was just kind of um, the adventure she has in here. They're, they're, Maybe that's why we haven't heard much of it. Yeah. Um, again, for, written by Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning. Man, they're selling <laughs> you know, ideas to people. They're obviously buying them, but. Yeah, and and here, let me see who the who the artist is. And the art art was kind of eh, it was okay, you know, very. Um, God, it just didn't do anything for me. It makes you uh, wonder how they Dustin win. Yeah, Dustin win makes you wonder how they sell it to make people think you know that it's going to be interesting enough for people to buy. Yeah, and again, I don't know what year it it came out in. Anyway, called Jet. It was a four-part series. Uh, I don't think it's traded. You know, two thousand, two thousand. I wouldn't yeah. even bother picking it up. It's just there's just nothing interesting in it, and the art's just kind of you know though there. for a dollar. That's yeah. one dollar. You know, yeah. It, it, it killed an afternoon. That's for sure. You could buy uh, you could buy a couple of sodas though with this dollar <laughs> that you spent. You know, I think I may have enjoyed the soda a little bit more. Um, what else you want to share with us, Brad? Well, something else I just read was this. Autobiography by Steve Martin. Oh, it's called, autobiography called okay. "Born Standing Up." Mm-hmm. And it talks about his years in the entertainment business. And this is actually this is actually a book, not a. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah. it's an it's a autobiography. Mm-hmm. It's a novel. There, not a novel. It's it's a nonfiction book, and mm-hmm. there's pictures of him, but it's written by him. Um, he talks about his his stand up career and how he got started, and he talks a little bit about his childhood. Born in Waco, Texas, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, it's very good. If you're interested in Steve Martin at all, if you're a Steve Martin fan, I highly recommend this book. It's it's funny. It's well written. You learn things about him. Uh, he was involved with um, some famous people. He's met uh, famous people. Um, our friend Stephen uh, Gillis mm-hmm. uh, saw him perform at a concert. He opened up for the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. <laughs> How funny. Turns out... Somebody in the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band was the brother of Steve Martin's manager when uh, uh, when he started doing stand-up comedy. He got okay. a manager, Bill mm-hmm. McEwen, William McEwen. Well, his brother, John or Jim or somebody, McEwen, is in the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Oh, okay. So that's how he got to open up for them. Steven said he actually saw them, uh, saw Steve open up for the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. But anyway, it's... it's uh, it's uh twenty four. It's twenty five dollars, and um, it's a smaller book. It's looks two hundred pages, uh, but it's good. It's it's real good. And uh, like I said, if you're any kind of Steve Martin fan, and you want to know what went into the into the uh, what, keep going. I'm I'm going to tell you the last autobiography I read. <laughs> if you want to know, you want any kind of insight as to how he developed his style then it's it's well worth the read it, i enjoyed it very much and, cool uh, it's something that yeah, i know that, you're a big big steve martin oh fan. yeah it's something i'd probably want to want to read again I, time. don't want to do too long <laughs> love his movies love him as an actor uh i know you love those stand-up stuff some of the stand-up stuff leaves me kind of that's because you're not smart enough there. to understand it i guess so i'm just i'm not that smart uh the last autobiography i read the Rock. You did not. Yes, I read that. Dwayne Johnson? Yes, I read that. Of course, it was ghostwritten. That was the last autobiography I read. How does an autobiography ghostwritten? <laughs> I don't know. Was it written in first person? 
Um, I know he had a lot to do it. You know, he probably dictated it to a writer, and then the writer actually did it. And this was back when... That's a co-autobiography, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you pick up... What, did you smell what he was cooking? Uh, <laughs> yes, I was smelling what he was cooking. Uh, God, I'm kind of embarrassed to say I read that. I don't know why I did. I just picked it up. <laughs> thought, I, thought I'd read it. Anyway. Having said that, I think... He's a good actor, and I enjoy his movies. Uh-huh. Even yeah. that that last one that he did with the little girl, the mm-hmm. Disney movie, The mm-hmm. Game Plan, mm-hmm. I laughed. I thought it was funny. Really? And Walking Tall with Johnny Knoxville, where yes. he's the sheriff. Yeah. That is a great movie. Mm-hmm. It's fun. He's a good actor. He really is. I think is. he really is. He's solid. Now, when I did... Solid as a rock. Now, when I did... Dun, 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 dun. Now, uh, when I did read that, he was he was still doing wrestling. He was just uh, that was all about his wrestling stuff, oh. not about his movie, about how he he started off in you know doing it as a kid and then moved into you know college football and that didn't go well and he tried to get in the Canadian Football League and that didn't go well and then kind of fell into wrestling and he became a phenomenon. Phenomenon. Hey, how about how about we uh, we read some emails and sure. uh, stuff like that? Uh, you want me to go first? Go for it. I'll go first. Okay. I'll read this one. This is by a friend of ours, Corey. Used to work with her a, while, a long time ago and still stay in touch with her every so often. Anyway, she sent us an email. Uh, this is concerning episode 50. Uh, just listen to your 50th episode. Congratulations. I'm very impressed with the organization of the show as well as the entertaining value and banter between you two. Not many people can pull that off, but you two definitely can. Good luck with the rest of the year. Keep up the great work, Corey. Thank you, Corey. Thanks, Corey. <laughs> Got one? Yeah. Uh, Justin Carguth. Carguth. Dang. He listened to uh, our episode 50, mm-hmm. and we Bill was reading off his top superhero names. Yeah, yeah. Captain Barracuda, and we were like, is oh, he yeah. Marvel or, or DC? And he wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Justin writes in and says, he's a Marvel villain. I would have called in, but my wife had the phone. Justin, we're not live, buddy, so even if you'd <laughs> called in... You wouldn't have gotten on the show. And we can, should. We should. You think it'd be worth to do a live show? How do we do a live show? I don't even know how. Well, we could act like it was live. We could, hey, guys, call us right now at six four one seven one five three nine zero zero. I guess we could. Maybe one day. He says he laughed his. Oh, congrats on fifty episodes! I laughed my hiney off several times. I had to oh resubscribe for can some reason. Down? So hopefully, I can spend some time catching up. Probably around a half hourish. Okay. This one is from Stephen Orr. It's funny he said that about Heine because I made a, a a new word. I take those dictionary words and I uh-huh. edit them together. Uh-huh. I made one. Let's hear it. Well, I can't find it. Keep, okay. Read your thing and then I'll play it. Uh, this is from Stephen Orr. And it's a little narrative, so here I go. It was a day like any other as I sat down in my tiny cubicle to set about trying my best to look as if I was actually doing some real work. Then the impossible happened. I ran out of podcasts to listen to. Sweat began to force its way through my pores on my face as my stomach churned like butter on Little House in the Prairie. I quickly plugged my iPod into my laptop and pulled up iTunes. My mind raced as I searched through the list of podcasts before stumbling upon one that caught my eye. Half hour wasted. Now that sounded promising. I had at least... 30 good minutes that needed some serious wasting, so I downloaded episode 50. 
I was struck right off the bat by the fact that this particular episode was not, in fact, a half hour long. It was actually more than an hour and 30 minutes long, nearly three times the length that I was expecting. I was, however, okay with this, as I did have much more than 30 minutes that needed some serious wasting. Actually, I had hours of time, so this one hour and 22 minutes would work out nicely. The second item that I found right after starting the episode... Oh, excuse me. The second item that I found right after starting the episode, the theme song. I love the song for Half Hour Wasted so much that it makes me want to stop recording my own podcast as this theme puts my entire show to shame. Thank you very much. Lastly, the host, Brad and Frank. What can I say that probably hasn't already been said? I laughed. I cried. I was moved in more ways than the soul can possibly fathom. Needless to say, I have found another podcast to put into my top ten. You keep recording them, I'll keep listening. JustAnotherFanboy.com Stephen Orr. Stephen, thank you so much. That was very nice, Stephen. That was he does beautiful. his own podcast. What is it? It's called JustAnotherFanboy.com And thank you so much for listening. We're going to... We're gonna uh maybe we can have you on one day. We can talk. Sure. Swap podcast stories. Sure, no as problem. it were. Let's see we got got something. We're both coughing again today. Well, I'm getting over a cold. Remember I thought I had tuberculosis. You thought you were gonna die. You went to the hospital, right? No, I didn't. Just quick story. Um about well, I guess it was last weekend, uh I developed this cough and just felt like a regular cold. You know, we all get sick. <laughs> and uh no go ahead <laughs> I need some pity music um how could this happen to me that's exactly what I was saying but you know I just had a cough and it was achy and you know I just I got a touch of the flu I'm fine well Saturday night I start coughing up blood Saturday, Sunday I start coughing up blood and what's the first thing that goes through my mind I got galloping consumption I got the tuberculosis. Galloping consumption? My grandmother uh, told me that was the term they used to call tuberculosis like back in the 30s. Yeah, he's got the galloping consumption. Cough. What does that even mean? <laughs> I don't know. But so I went to the doctor, told him. She, my doctor, she could tell I was scared. She uh, she told me, uh, luckily, she looked down my throat and she said, actually, I, I bursted a couple blood vessels. Tuberculosis. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. I had uh, I had burst a couple blood vessels in my throat, so I was actually that's where the blood was coming from. So I just had a cold. So I was being an itty baby. That's all. Okay. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> to the point. Any other voice? Any other emails? Yeah. Um, Charles, oh, do we have voicemail? Do we, we, do, we have some voicemails? Okay. Uh, let me do this first. Charles Zarillo. Hello, my friends. May I call you my friends? No. Yes, you may. No. I discovered your podcast while looking around iTunes for a show about comic books. Oh. <clears throat> the first show I listened to was episode 46, and I was hooked. What passion! I have since gone back and listened to every episode. And to my pleasant surprise, the show was not just about comics. There were even some episodes that had no mention of comics whatsoever. But that didn't bother me. I could listen to you guys talk about anything. Oh. All the topics seemed to be within my personal geeky universe. Talk about my I tend to ramble. That's right. I tend to ramble, so I'll get some random thoughts in no particular order. 
Bill McGonnell is an excellent addition to the cast. As yes, often as possible, you should have him in the studio to do the announcing live. Just like the big-time TV guys have live announcers. Just don't give him an open mic. Beware of constant supersizing. <laughs> really? Well, you know, Bill's a talker. Bill, Bill is a talker. Oh, my gosh. You know, I, uh, he loves his Dune. He loves the world of Dune. Yeah. Uh, by by uh, Frank Not Herbert. so loud. He'll hear you. Uh, he can go on about Dune, baby. You, you know, we just went to his house last night for for mm-hmm. a belated birthday party. Mm-hmm. And so they're still kind of unpacking and stuff like that. Brad, I don't know if you noticed, but in kind of his rec room area. I saw him. There were still some boxes that still needed, but the only thing that were on this bookshelf were mm-hmm. all of his Dune all the books. Dune paperbacks were. That up. was the only thing that had been unpacked. Anyway, keep going. I have an idea about your opening music situation. I'm no expert, but it seems that most copyright warnings have an exception for purposes of review. Just record a quote-unquote review of the song in super fast speed and play it after the opening. Like the lawyer-speak disclaimers at the end of some <laughs> ads. You could even play it at low volume and talk over it. It could be nothing more than, that was Biscuit. It is good. Oh. I don't know. Maybe that's Maybe, maybe that that's is an idea. Thing. And, and what uh, what he's referring to is, uh, you, you know, we're not, we're not making money off the show, but... I mean, I I could see a, a I do not want to receive a cease and desist letter from from Limp Bizkit yeah. and us have to pull all the episodes off. But uh, I guess we're going to live dangerously, huh, Brad? Well, we could say we could thank Limp Bizkit at the end of each episode. Oh, let's like talk Jimmy that. Kimmel says, apologies to Matt Damon at the end of each of his episodes. <laughs> Thanks to Limp Bizkit. We can start, start thanking that. Limp Bizkit at the each of, end of each episode. Okay, let's all do right. that. <clears throat> Brad, where's your brother been? I enjoy his emails. Yeah, he's got two kids. He's busy. He's busy. Ethan Van Skyver, score. I don't read read Green Lantern, but I take a look at everything that comes out on Wednesdays and have noticed his consistency. Well, he doesn't draw it every month. No, but I, but I think when he is, I think the last thing when we talked to him, he was working on uh, GLR twenty, uh, GLA yeah. issue twenty. So I'm anxious for that to come out because you never know. There might be a little something in there. He didn't I, uh, confirm nor deny that he would put anything in there. Right, and, uh, and that seems to be his M.O. He, he won't so confirm or know. deny it. So. We may, if it's in there, we may not ever find it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to start uh, condensing this email because it's long. Mm-hmm. I don't read Flash either, either, but I did make a point to seek out the half-hour wasted Easter egg issue. It was just old enough to get for a dollar. Yeah! Bob Layton, Sora, Koreans, what a night it must have been. Steve, you could take Ray Park, no problem. Steve, oh yeah, in this email, he oh, kept referring right. to you as Steve. That's and right. I emailed back to him, and I said, dude, who's Steve? Are you talking about Frank? He's <laughs> like, oh, I'm an idiot. So every time he mentioned Steve in here, he's talking about Frank. But I could take Ray Park in, in the charming, if we had a charming off, because I am charming and delightful. During one episode, Frank was asked what he picked up recently. I'm expecting to hear the usual. Messiah Complex, Walking Dead, JSA. But no. Frank breaks out with the Gil Kane illustrated Sword of the Atom. How awesome is that? <laughs> he wants more dark side and Desaad. Oh, we can work on some, yeah. We need to if come up with a new one. If something's wrong and doesn't feel right, can't, no, wait. No. If something's right and it's off the blame. If something's right, it's off the blame. Desaad! If something feels wrong and, and not, not the same, same chances, chances are the to blame. Decide! Yeah, we'll come up with another one. <coughs> Your Star Wars episodes have prompted me to line up all the films and the clone cartoons in my Netflix queue. Should I include the droid, <coughs> the droid cartoons? <laughs> no, the answer is no. <coughs> no. 
I didn't even watch him as a kid. I shouldn't have so. screamed. I've yeah. never seen him. Neither have I. Uh, okay. Thanks, Chuck Z. Sausage King on the forums. He's got the coolest <laughs> guitar. Uh, the the avatar. It's the it's the animated gif of the of the stormtrooper playing the guitar. That's it. Oh, that's Sausage awesome. King. That's awesome. I love that that avatar. How about how about some voicemails? Okay. All right. Let me find. Well, how much time do we have? What time is it? Uh, we got two two minutes. minutes. Well, maybe we, maybe we could do another. another Want to save these for another episode? Hmm. Why not? Well, let's let's save. Let's save them for another episode. Okay. Are you down to do another one? Yeah. What the What the heck? Let's do another one. Okay. We got plenty to talk about. Got plenty to talk about. So. You know what we should do? What? We should end before 30. Thank you for listening to A Half Hour Wasted. <laughs> <laughs> um, be sure to uh, check us out at www.halfhourwasted.com. Also, uh, drop us an email at halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Visit our new nonprofit uh, HW swag store at cafepress.com slash halfhourwasted. Pick up a shirt or a sticker or a, t- or or a bag. Or a, a, co- a cozy. Or a teddy bear. Or a teddy bear. And uh, and thank you to Limp Biscuit. Thank, thank you to Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.